Hi, I'm Chris McBrien, a Gen Xer, and the pop culture from my generation is awesome. And I'm Yance Eaton, a millennial, and the pop culture from my generation is dope. Episode 43, Favorite Music Videos. Hey, Chris McBride here, along with Yancey, and as always, Yancey, we're back. I'm so excited. It's been two weeks since we did a show. I know your work schedule has been pretty crazy lately, but uh, are you glad to be back, young man? I am very glad to be back. I just want to thank you for being so flexible, for the listeners for reaching out to us to make sure that we hadn't disbanded and, you know, we couldn't, you know, reconcile our creative differences and went our own ways and did our own, you know, split off podcasts and stuff. But I'm in a great mood. Um, you're in a great mood. I'm excited Always. to do this. There's all kinds of new music coming out too, which I, I, I know you don't really pay as much attention with new music, but no, Prince just no, I'm released. I'm stuck in the 80s. You know what I mean? Prince, what, Prince just released something? He no, died not, a year ago. <laughs> I shouldn't say Prince. Okay. Prince is a state. Warner Brothers oh, okay. released a the Purple Rain like remastered edition. Supposedly, it was the last project that Prince was working on before he passed away. And it has all kinds of B-sides. It has like eight or nine songs that he had recorded um, that didn't make the album so they were recorded you know in the mid 80s so it's not like some of the newer stuff that he did all kinds of remasters and b-sides and rarities and stuff i'm really excited about that there's just all kinds of new music with you know fleet foxes and finn staples and uh, alt j like all my favorite bands are putting out music for the summer and i'm just it's i'm so busy that i can't really listen to it but just knowing that all that stuff's there waiting for me when it does slow down a little bit it's just it's awesome i got a degree closer to kevin bacon do tell. What the hell are you going to talk about? Okay, so remember on a previous show, we were talking about that old game, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, and where you you know you connect people to Kevin Bacon, right? Um, so, And I had said I was four degrees from Kevin Bacon, but I actually got thinking about it, and I'm actually three degrees from Kevin Bacon. On my old TV show, I used to do a TV show up here in like Midwestern Ontario, and it was called Insult to Injury. And on that show, I had Liam Card. Liam Card is he's a Canadian actor, right? Good, he's a good buddy of mine. And uh, so he was in uh, a movie called Textuality with Eric McCormick, and Kevin Bacon was with Eric McCormick and Will and Grace. Three degrees to Kevin Bacon. So I just wanted to just point that out. That was just my very nice. That's my pop culture thing of the week. Uh, so okay, now we took some advice from some uh, some of our listeners and of course our good buddy K Man, uh, you know, long time you know uh, guest of the show here, uh, who <laughs> mentioned that you know we've been going back and forth with our movies, movie from your generation, movie from my generation. We have all these debates about it, and then well, we used to do lots of top five lists, and he was like, hey, you know what you need to do? Do a movie of Yancey's, a movie of yours, and then a top five list, and then go back to movies, movie. And I was like, you know what? That's a really good idea. So we decided to take that. Advice. And so this week, we are going to look at our top five favorite music videos of all time. Yancey, right in your wheelhouse. You ready to go, my friend? I am ready. Let's do this. Let's go. Back in 1985. I don't want to give people the wrong idea. <laughs> Saved by the bell. The college years. My wife knows about this. She's cool with this. You know, like the girl from Dirty Dancing and Ferris Bueller? I am in love with dank memes. MC Micro G and DJ Swen. Black people Twitter. We're going to ring ring a dong for a holy day. It's not something you just want to advertise. Because rapping is my thing and I do it every day. As you're singing this, I'm like cringing for you. <laughs> I pretend that I have my own show on the Food Network. Okay, so like I said, we're going to do our top five favorite music videos of all time. Yancey, it's been a couple weeks since we did a, a format like this, so do you want to take us away? Let's start with your number five music video of all time. Give it to us. 
Okay, so for number five, I'm not sure if you're into dance, electronic music at all, Chris. I'm going to take a wild Do guess I look like not. someone who would like electronic dance music? You might be. I don't know. Maybe you're at like raves and stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, I have yeah. no idea. I'm into um, raves, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll bring the nitrous oxide and we'll have a rave. Hi-oh. Wow, that, that got lit really quick. Ooh. Okay, so my number five is uh, by the group Daft Punk, which I'm sure you've you've heard of them. At least heard of them, right, Chris? I, I, know, them very, I know them very well, actually, yes. Okay. Wait, I wonder okay, what song so, that you're going to like, because I wonder what video. I'm, I'm curious. I have an idea. They, but. they have several videos that a lot of people like. Uh, the Funk is really good. There's there's a bunch of them that I, are actually I was thinking fantastic. that would be the one. Uh, that's not the one that does it for me, though. However, it's uh, Around the World that came out in 1997. Oh, it gets so um, repetitive. It's such a repetitive. It's very catchy, but very, very repetitive. But it works. Yeah. But it works. This you know is what's all funny? like, the, like the, They're like, like aliens all walking around in circles and stuff like that, right? Yeah, not, not only are there aliens, there are aliens, there are swimmers, there are mummies and skeletons, there are jocks, you know, like like dance-type jocks, whatever. And like you said, the first note that I wrote on this about the music video is that it's incredibly uh, repetitive, and that's by design. The only lyrics in the entire song is around the world, around just the repeated world. over yeah. and over and over again. It's shot, uh, you know, it's basically one camera, or actually I think it is one camera. It's on a stage, like an actual production stage that you you know see like plays and stuff in, and it's just a dance sequence, and it's really intoxicating dance moves it's really weird like ominous music but it is it is deceptively deceptively catchy and it'll get stuck in your head the dance moves like they're they're totally original choreography it's the types of stuff you've never seen before it's all synchronized it's very very tight um i would strongly encourage you guys if you can go on youtube just type in around the world it'll be one of the first hits that comes up it has millions and millions of views and people absolutely love it it's spawned all kinds of uh, copycats you know not necessarily being malicious and in intent but just people who admire that particular style and all those different dance moves you'll see them incorporated through music videos for the next 10 to 15 years i it's it's just a fantastic video so um i'm ramming a little bit but that's my number five it's staff punk i'm glad you've seen it i'm glad you've heard of it so what is your number five okay i want to say this uh, before people start sending me emails and you know chiding me for my picks and all this, I decided for this week's topic to do this, that I, I decided I want to talk about my personal favorite music videos of all time, the personal favorites, because in the past, some people, you know, think that I'm just kind of textbook, you know, I just go with like the ones that are popular. Um, regardless of which way I go, I'd probably still stick with the 80s either way, because mm-hmm. that's, you know, I am. But, you know, like if I was going to go with the best music videos of all time, you know, I'd be mentioning stuff like Thriller and Money for Nothing, Sledgehammer, Take On Me, you know, all those kind of iconic videos. That, but no, 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 not me. I like the cheese. I like the camp. And I'm going to stay true to my campy, cheesy roots with my picks here. So, uh, and for you listening out there, I should just mention, uh, Yancey and I were texting back and forth today and Yancey, he sends me a text and he's like, I'm really curious about our show tonight. I wonder if any of our videos are going to overlap. I hate to break it to you, dude, but I highly, <laughs> highly doubt it. So that being said. Not tonight. No. Okay. Let's start with my number five, Michael Jackson. Okay. He was an absolute icon, not only for his songs, but probably even more so for his music videos. Right. And mm-hmm. at a time when music videos were like the biggest thing going, Michael Jackson was the true king of pop. Like his videos were as iconic as you can get. So of course I'm going to put one on my list, right? Wrong. Nope. Instead, what's better than a Michael Jackson video? How about a spoof of a Michael Jackson video? And there's none better than Fat by Weird Al Yankovic. 
I'm telling you, he was playing off Michael Jackson's uh. bad, and this is awesome. So Michael Jackson's video for, for bad was like really iconic, right? But the thing yes. is, it was also really ripe for satire because it made him out to be like this tough guy, which he totally wasn't, right? And he's in this gang, and they're having this showdown in like this parking garage, and they're singing about how bad he is and all this. But in Weird Al's version, and you probably see it, he's like this morbidly obese guy who is, I don't know, apparently he's like lost a lot of weight, and then his, his whole gang starts taunting him with like food they're like hey man you're being skinny and then and then he turns fat and starts dancing and he's grabbing his crotch and everything and one of my favorite my favorite parts is when we're in uh when michael jackson used to always say shimon shimon you know in his, in his songs <laughs> and weird al says ham on ham on <laughs> i like weird al was so funny he made like such a niche for himself with these videos like remember he also made fun of michael jackson with his other his other music video, eat it, <laughs> but just eat it. You know, yes. but I mean, he had such tumult, you know, such such luminous hits, you know, such as like like a surgeon in Amish Paradise. But one of my favorite things about Weird Al, just as an aside, was in the movie The Naked Gun. Have you seen The Naked Gun? Yes. I have not seen The Naked oh, Gun. There's, I know that's going to okay. shock you it's really okay. badly. I'll get no. you, I'll make you watch it sometime as part of the show. So in this movie, there's this guy. Frank Drebin and he's played by Leslie Nielsen and he and he's getting off of an airplane and he and he walks out and he looks down on the tarmac and there's all these huge group of fans and they're all screaming and cheering and they're waving signs and Frank, and Frank he's a cop right he's like wow I've really got a lot of fans here and then his his boss Ed is like um actually they're not here for you Frank Weird Al Yankovic is on the plane and then Weird Al comes out and he's waving at everybody I just don't know it always makes me laugh anyway so <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic number five fat number four Yancey go I was really not expecting that. Holy cow. I, I told you there'd be no overlap. Okay. Um, for the record, I do like Weird Al Yankovic a lot. I'm not a hater. And he actually just got his star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I don't know if you knew that. Yes, He's he getting did. it this year. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, I just wanted to, t- I wanted to touch really quickly on the difference between music videos from your uh, generation versus mine. Obviously, music videos came out. What year would you say was like the first music video? Like um, early 80s? Yeah, I guess I would say early 80s. I'm thinking of, you know, a couple, obviously, but, you know. Do a oh, piece of trivia before we get into the trivia. Do you know what the very first video that was ever played on MTV was? It was Dire Straits. No, no, it was not. It oh, was- I know this. I know this. Don't say it. Do not say it. Give me a second. Give me a second. The Bengals. Close the buggles. It was a video killed the radio star. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm anyway. so upset. With anyway, what do you got for number number four? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Okay, you were saying so, about the the difference between our generations, the music videos. Go ahead. Right. So I, I think most of the most iconic ones, just because they've been around forever and they kind of like they develop the whole genre of music videos, are going to be a lot of the ones from the mid to late '80s, and yes. with good reason. They're the yeah. most popular music videos of all time. They kind of like they thrust into it. I think today with music videos, every single band has music videos. It's a way to gain exposure. It's kind of a prerequisite to kind of make it, quote unquote, as like a star. I just think like our consumption is so much different and because people have so many choices as far as how they consume it and where it is if it's on youtube or vimeo or whatever i mean music you know mtv doesn't even play music videos anymore so like people are always digesting this stuff on mobile and i'll be completely honest with you i'm I, I'm not. I'm not normally the type of person who says like, "Oh, everything was better back in the day." You know this. I don't like to romanticize the past at all, just because I'm you know, only 28 years old. But the music videos back in your day were incredibly inventive. They were super creative. 95% of the ones that you see put out in the last 10 years are basically just really cheap uh, product placement 
ads. That's all they are. It's a song slapped onto a bunch of product labels where we're trying to stick in as much products as we possibly can, and it really cheapens it. It takes out all the artistic qualities to music videos whatsoever. Um, I don't really know where I'm going at this point. I just wanted to like kind of point that out. As I was like looking through lists of music videos and like rehashing you know things that I've seen before, I was just like, man, they had some really novel ideas whenever the music videos first came out. Like people were trying to make art, and nowadays it's really just kind of copying each other. And like I said, just really cheap product placement. I don't know if you've ever noticed anything like that, but. No, no, like I said, I don't really watch a lot of music videos ever since like, I don't know, 1990 kind of almost stopped. But uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, that's the way I am. You know, uh, number four, what do you got? Uh, number four, I am actually going to give a nod to Michael Jackson himself. I don't know how I could do a podcast about music videos without talking about Thriller. I know this is the this is the chalk, this is the easy pick that everybody's expecting. Um, but even me, you know, as a, as somebody who didn't grow up in that era, I've watched Thriller uh, maybe a hundred times in my entire life. It is like I, I talked about with uh, with Daft Punk. It is just some of the most incredibly tight dance moves obviously you know zombies and stuff it's a it's a really novel idea it played really well like for halloween and stuff but i think what made thriller the big hit that it was it wasn't so much that it was um a really awesome song which it is or that the dancing was awesome which it also is i think it was that the dance moves were cool but they were also very accessible like a regular person could do it at like a wedding like you know my my crazy drunk aunt could do the thriller at a wedding you know what i mean and it became like this phenomenon where Everybody was kind of doing the thriller, you know what I mean? Um, there's tons of copycats, just like with the the last music video that I mentioned, and I think it's just going to be one of those things where it sticks around forever. One little piece of uh, information I thought was really interesting as I was uh, kind of researching this for the podcast was this is the first music video ever put into the Library of Congress, so it's basically going to be you know immortalized forever. Like we'll always have some sort of record of this because it's that important to pop culture, and we'll continue seeing spinoffs and people kind of you know deviating off of that and pulling it as an influence for you know the next fifty to hundred years. I think so. That's my number four is Thriller. Nice uh, for my number four, Van Halen. Okay, they had some pretty amazing songs over the years, and they had some pretty good videos too. But the best of them for me was hot for teacher it came out in 84 uh in the video there's like this nerdy kid waldo and his mom's like and she's like pushing his hair down with this brill cream and she sends him off to school he's like a total nerd right and he doesn't want to go to get on the school bus because all the kids are going to make fun of him it's real busy school bus it's like a zoo right and then he talks and he talks with his deep like john wayne voice like it's really really bizarre but then they go to school and and everyone there is all anxious about the, what the new teacher is going to look like and there's like kid versions of all the guys in the band and then the new teacher comes out and of course in true 80s fashion she's like in a bikini and she's like a Miss USA contestant right typical 80s stuff like I say the, the song's great though the video is crazy but it's really, really great and I love it when Eddie Van Halen he's like walking through the school playing the guitar because listening to Eddie Van Halen play the guitar for me is one thing but when you actually get to see him play the guitar that mm-hmm. to me is when you appreciate his talent because I don't think I've ever seen anyone make something look so completely effortless in my entire life, other than him, man, could that guy play guitar? I remember when he first um, developed his two-hand tapping technique. He used to play uh, that part of Eruption. He would turn his back to the audience so they couldn't see what he was doing, how he was getting those sounds out of the guitar. Guy's phenomenal. Amazing guitar player. I think it was an amazing song, an amazing video. It's got it all. That's my four. What do you got for three? Good pick. Good pick. Thank you. I uh, I like I like Van Halen a lot. I do. I, I don't care which... Which person is, is singing? I, I like all of it. So, um, I don't know if that's like a contentious issue with you if you no. prefer one over the other. But okay. yeah, David Lee Rotham is the greatest. But I mean, yeah, Sammy was pretty good for a while. Yeah, 
fair enough. Okay, uh, so number three for me is a little bit of a nostalgia pick. Uh, whenever back in 1999, you know, my favorite year of all time. Yes, it's it well is. documented in this the show. Uh, an album came out, and it was called Enema of the State, and it was by Blink-182. Mm-hmm. Um, this was my favorite band for probably 10 years of my life, where I had listened to them religiously over and over and over again. I mean, this is back whenever, like, you could still wear out a CD. Like, people would buy CDs, and I would play it so much to where it just wouldn't read anymore. Um, there was one song on it that uh, <laughs> it's still kind of makes me laugh, but it, the name of the song is What's My Age Again? Mm-hmm. And it's basically about, like, talking about how uh, this guy is just really immature. All these people are really mature, and they're constantly asking, like, what's my age again? Because, you know, nobody likes you when you're 23. He's 23, but he acts like a child, and he doesn't understand that it's because everybody hates him basically because they're super immature and they do dumb shit and, you know, whatever, right? So the music video, long story short, they're basically streaking down Calif- you know, downtown California, and, uh, you know, there's all kinds of iconic scenes in it, which I'm not going to get too in-depth to, but think of three guys, you know, fully tatted up, spiky hair, facial tattoo, or, you know, face tats and, and face, facial piercings and everything, running down downtown California, and the most iconic scene of this is there is a little girl and she has a magnifying glass and she's you know sitting on the sidewalk and she's like looking at bugs or whatever and she sees these three men these three naked men and of course it has their you know genitalia blurred out oh my but it sees these three men running up towards her and she's very slowly holds the magnifying glass up and like puts it up to her eye and you see the the camera kind of blurring out as they're panning towards her and they basically run right next to her just you know showing that like she gets like a close-up with the magnifying glass of like these guys's crotches um this isn't high art. This isn't something that, you know, uh, you know, college professors are going to be preaching about for 50, 30, you know, however many years in the future. But it was a band that kind of encapsulated my entire childhood where I listened to them from the time I started to really appreciate music up until, you know, I went to college and I still listen to them now. And this is just kind of like their most trademark classic music video of all time. Um, I know a lot of people who are millennials like myself. They've seen this. They know the band. They're familiar with it. And uh, I hope it lives on forever because it's just like a really dorky, stupid song and a really fun music video. So that's my number three. My favorite part of your describing that video is when you said their genitalia was blurred out. Oh, my, my, my. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to watch my language because I I want to you edit time. Yeah, 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 whatever. Uh, Okay, so my number three. If you go back to the mid-80s, you got to realize the time, you know, in which it was. Rap hadn't broken into the mainstream. You know, it had been growing for years since it got started back in the 70s, but it didn't really tap into a wider audience until 1986 when Run DMC and Aerosmith teamed up for their rap rock version of Aerosmith's biggest hit, Walk This Way. So Aerosmith was great at what they did and Run DMC were great at what they did. But I thought when, when you, when, when, I think when, when you mash them together, it literally pushed rap into the mainstream overnight. And mm-hmm. they, they basically took this great song and they made it even better. And I think in the process of doing that, it allowed fans of heavy rock music to realize just how good rap music was as a genre. And there was other mashups to follow. Like, um, I'm trying to think, what was it? Bring the Noise by Anthrax and Public Enemy. That was good. Like, oh, man, Public Enemy. How good were they, eh? Oh, man, they were amazing. Uh, but the video for Walk This Way stands out because I think of what it meant for fans of both genres of the music and then how it brought rap into the spotlight. And I think it basically... Uh, it's it sort of represented in the video. When, when, okay, so in the video, if you've never seen it, Aerosmith is on one side of a wall. Of course, playing. I've seen it. Okay, and then Run DMC is on the it. other. It's... And then when Steven Tyler grabs his mic stand and breaks down the wall, it literally was exactly what this song in this video did. Right, it broke down walls. So for that reason, yep. number three for me. Number two, I love that because not only did it 
at, at that point in time, Aerosmith was still a big band, but they had kind of like rescinded into the background. And this was kind of like a career resurgence for them was doing this collaboration. Whereas with Run DMC, this was kind of uh, Aerosmith pulling them to like a mainstream or, you know, a more mainstream white audience. So it kind of worked for both of them at the same time. Like it gave hip hop more of a of a platform and it kind of revitalized the career of Aerosmith. So it did both at the same time. And this is one of the first instances we had where you saw a predominantly black artist or like, you know, black artists whose entire audience was black meshing with uh, an audience that was almost entirely white people. You know what I mean? So like, that was one of the first like forays that we saw that. And, you know, it became super, super in vogue after that. Like you would see that going on repeatedly. But um, I love that music video, by the way, though. It is it's it's symbolic and it's also literal smashing like the wall, smashing the barriers between different genres of music. It was like it was yeah. honestly a pretty novel idea. Yeah, um, love it. All right. What, what number are we on? Number two. Number two. Okay, number two for me. I have mentioned this song. We did a podcast. I'm not sure how long ago. I'm sure you could tell me the number, Chris, but uh, we did our rap songs, our favorite rap songs. Oh, yeah. And this one this one made it as an honorable mention. So um, maybe this isn't in the spirit of what you were talking about whenever we said we would do our favorite music videos. For me, um, I've seen music videos that were absolutely incredible, but if I didn't like the song enough, it wasn't enough to kind of put it on the list for me and vice versa. If I really liked the song, but the music video was just okay, I didn't include that in the list either just because you know you, you need to, to to make it really something special. Um, ODB, Old Dirty Bastard, he was one of the original founders of Wu-Tang Clan and uh, you know their first album, Chamber came out in 1993 they're a bunch of new york rappers it's a whole consortium of rappers and one of the most iconic hip-hop groups of all time odb did some single uh you know stuff some side stuff by himself whenever he broke off from wu-tang clan and was still loosely affiliated with them until he died um but the song is called uh, got your money and <laughs> it's a dance song it's hip-hop um, he does like some really crazy screaming stuff with like his vocals and what i really like about this music video is the blatant disregard for any type of professional editing or high quality video or sort of like cohesive theme to the video um i'm gonna read really quickly it's just a, a short paragraph pitchforks um basically like their description of what this music video is so it says that seeing odb and kellis who's the she's the rap she's a uh, female singer who does the milkshake song i don't know if you ever heard that chris mm -hmm. anyways but seeing them two together was weird enough the casual construction of the video hues closely to the homemade youtube like mashup clips of today there is no effort to make these cuts seamless or let technological feats overshadow the stars themselves at a time when many hip-hop videos look like michael bay action films here's old dirty bastard turning the clock back and making helicopter and yacht rentals seem like hideously comical extravaganzas that they are this movie literally has everything it has it has pimps it has funk music rock music fake fight sequences bad dancing good dancing hot women ugly women muscle cars i mean there's there's no real good quality for it there's no hd version of it because it was so long ago you just have these really granular youtube videos but i i strongly strongly compel you guys to go on youtube and just type in got your money by odb and watch it it's absolutely intoxicating it makes no sense but you will want to watch it over and over and over again so that's my number two i gotta say when i was thinking about you know going back to the 80s and thinking of my favorite music videos at the time you know when i was growing up in the 80s um i i really like zz top and as you know like i went to zz top recently so we've talked about that you know i saw them in concert and i always loved their videos i thought they were really iconic they got the beards and they spin in the the, the the fuzzy guitars around and they got the car and they're doing the arm motions but i went back and i watched legs thinking that would be the iconic video i'd want to do man it hasn't aged well 
<clears throat> no? Oh, man, oh, man, that video has not aged well. Sharp Dressed Man wasn't as bad, <clears throat> but it's just, it wasn't as iconic as I thought it was at the time. It, so that one didn't stand up. But one that did for me, all the way back to 1984, and that's Twisted Sisters. We're not going to take it. This video is awesome. So Mark Metcalf is in it. He's an actor. He plays the dad in this. And the reason why he's important because his character in the video is referred to as Doug C. And that's a reference to Douglas C. Niedermeyer from Animal House, which is a movie that I'm totally going to get you to watch, Yancey. You're going to review it with me at some point. But anyway, there's this okay. family There's this family at the dinner table, and the one kid gets up and goes up to his room and starts playing along to I Want to Rock by Twisted Sister on his electric guitar. So then the dad gets up, then the dad's Mark Metcalf goes up, starts yelling at him, starts using lines from Animal House on him, like, what's that on your uniform? And all this stuff. And then the kid basically throws the dad out the window. He turns into D. Snyder and then starts singing the song. And the thing is, that song, oh man, that song, we're not going to take it. I'm telling you, Yancey, literally an anthem, if there ever was one. You know, you talk about generations having like iconic movies and TV shows and songs and that kind of stuff. This song, I, I believe, uh, it isn't just about what it's like to grow up in the 80s. It's just like what it's like to be a teenager, regardless of your generation, you know, or when you were born or whenever you grew up. Teenagers are rebellious by nature, right? They're like mm-hmm. constantly really, when you're a teenager, you're trying to find your place in the world and stuff. And I think every teenager at some point stands up and says, we're not going to take it anymore. And even if you're not a teen, I think this song can be an anthem just for standing up for yourself, you know, regardless of how old you are. It's got a message. It's an incredibly catchy song. It's got it all. Twisted Sister Baby, 1984. We're not going to take it. That's my number two. What do you got for number one? I can get down on that. I really can. I was I, I was expecting like just you to sweep it with like classic rock, but I'm totally cool with that selection. That's honestly awesome. Um, so really quickly, a couple honorable mentions. I'm just going to blurt them out very quickly. BC Boy Sabotage, one of the greatest music oh, yeah. of all time. It was literally like number six for me. It's my first honorable mention. Uh, Pink Floyd's The Wall. I don't. Okay, I'm only mentioning it simply because as a child, I watched it at a friend's house, maybe when I was like six or seven years old. And it legit gave me nightmares for like four years. Oh, so I'm giving it a nod just because it was so incredibly effective that I can still like <laughs> I still have like night terrors about it. So kudos to them. Um, t- you you mentioned Aha, Take On Me, that music video. If you guys ever get a chance, uh, type in uh, Take On Me, Family Guy and see that that video that they did. It's like a three minute clip, whatever, that they incorporated that music video into the show itself. It's the best scene to ever come out of that that show hands down um okay go the band they have a bunch of music videos i'm sure you've seen before chris they do like the one where they're all dancing on like the treadmills or they do like zero gravity where they went up in space right um i don't really care for a ton of their music but they have been like you know they've definitely done some really creative and inventive things um and then lastly i want to i'll give a shout out to uh where's your head at by Jax. if you can look that up on uh youtube as well and white snake we've all seen the white snake music video obviously so i'll give them a a, and also alice cooper too there's probably five music videos of alice cooper's that could be on here too so anyways um my number one i actually think you're gonna like this chris simply because uh it has um, incorporate into it through some really clever and expensive editing. It has the uh, the entire crew from Happy Days, including Fonz. Yes. I don't know if you know what music I'm talking about. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> um, sure. Okay, so it is by Weezer, Weezer. and the song yeah. is Buddy Holly. Yep. It was it was uh, originally created or directed or produced or whatever in 1994 by Spike Jones. Um, it shows the band that's dressed up in like you know, in a really cheesy 50s attire and performing for the cast of Happy Days. Like I said, it's intentional because it looks like you know the set of Grease or something. They're in like a like a diner, like an old style 50s Al's diner. Al's diner, yeah, Al's diner. Al's diner. Wow, okay, that's one yeah. from Happy uh, Days. 
Well, you see, I haven't really watched Happy Days. I know yeah. of it, but I haven't, you know, completely watched it. But it Darn is just, you, Yancey. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it, it's just a perfect song. Uh, Weezer is one of those bands for me. They, I would honestly put them probably like in my top 15 bands of all time. And they've never really gotten a ton of credit for that. Um, they've managed to stay relevant for 25 years. All of their albums are completely, you know, they're separate departures from the last one. They make really inventive, creative, like do-it-yourself garage rock music, punk rock music. And I just think that they're criminally underrated. And this is their probably one of their best songs, but definitely their, their best music video of all time. Like I said, really clever editing and, you know, just the idea for it and how Spike Jones was able to implement this. Like they're literally performing this song, you know, saying I look like Buddy Holly and you look like Mary Tyler Moore. And then you can see like the fond like dancing and like give him like the, the, you know, the thumbs up and stuff. It's just a, it's it's perfectly done and it's intentionally made to look old. Like this is like something that somebody pulled out of like a time capsule from 30 years ago. You know what I mean? It's just it's a perfectly well done artistic film and it's my number one music video of all time. So Weezer, Buddy Holly. Very good. OK, my number one. Oh, this is going to be OK. So just going back, I just want to preface this at the top of the show. I said I really yeah. like camp and I really like cheesy stuff. You know that about me, right? Yes. Right. So. Yes. That's why I decided to go with this because it truly is my favorite video because it's so bad. We were t- we were talking; it's the worst video ever made, but it's my favorite. Um, earlier, I was talking about Aerosmith and Run DMC. If Aerosmith and Run DMC were the epitome of what rap could be, the exact what would be the exact opposite of that? Well, maybe it might be a cross between a Madonna song and two Dutch guys that couldn't wrap their way out of a wet paper bag with holes in it. Yes. Not again. Ladies and gentlemen, it's <laughs> it's none other than MC Micah G and DJ Swen doing their rousing rendition of Holiday Rap. I'm not going to go into too much detail. I've mentioned it before on the show. I've given these guys lots of love. Way too much love. Too much deserve. love. I'm they get you, so much play on this show, Chris. Holy like cow. I said, suffice it to say, I love the camp and the cheese. And I also love the 80s and all three of those things are rolled into one with holiday rap i mean it was like we're gonna ring ragadong for a holy day put your arms in the air let me hear you say it is the greatest thing i'm telling you if you haven't seen it yancy i I think you did you get but anyone out there if you haven't seen it go on youtube type in holiday rap into the search bar and be prepared for what's likely to be either the best or the worst experience of your life just the cheesiness of the whole thing you just don't understand how abjectly awful it is to watch two guys with zero musical ability, zero dancing ability and zero charisma actually have the guts to stand on a stage and stink out the joint. I love every single second of this thing. It is the single greatest music video in the history of the world. Make sure and check it out. All right. Time now for (laughs) some fun with Yancey. Okay. So um, Yancey, you know I love the 1980s. I think it's become quite obvious in tonight's show. Um, yep. And I know you're you're a big music lover, right? You know, yes. And for I think sure. you also love music from the 80s, right? Yes, obviously. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to see how much you know about music videos from the 80s. So I'm going to put you to the test tonight, young man. Uh, but don't worry, I'm going to make it easy on you. Uh, what I decided to do is I, I thought, what do you think? How, what do you think of this idea? How about if we have a round of the winner's circle from the $100,000 pyramid? Let's do it. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to list famous music videos from the 80s. Okay, I'm going to give you lists. And your job is is to name the artist, Okay. 
So you got oh, okay, it. Good. I'm going to give you a list of music videos. You just name the corresponding artist, okay, of the, you know, the songs in that those music videos. You got it? Yep, let's do it. Okay, ready? Go. Rough Boy. Got Me Under Pressure. Double Back Again. Sleeping Bag. Give Me All Your Lovin'. Oh, it was easy top. Yes. All right. There you go. I didn't know the other one. I'm on fire. My hometown. Cadillac Ranch. Streets of Philadelphia. Dancing in the dark. Glory uh, days. Glory days. Born in the USA. Oh, Springsteen. Yes. <laughs> Shebop. Time after time. True colors. The Goonies are good enough for me. Wait, you said, what was the first one? Is that Bonnie Tyler? Shebop. Girls just want to have fun. Girls Um, just want, girls just want to have fun. Oh, jeez, pass. Drop, (sighs) drop dead legs. Beautiful girls. When it's love. Why can't this be love? Jump. Oh, that's Van Halen. Yes. <laughs> uh, you're in my heart. Tonight's the night. Downtown train. Forever young. Maggie May. Gasoline Alley. Is this Phil Collins? Oh, some guys have all the luck. Do you think I'm sexy? Some guys have all the luck. Pass. Oh, Rod, Rod Stewart. Oh, there we go. You got it. Okay. See? Never a fan, by the way. Never a fan. Doesn't matter. Save a prayer. A view to a kill. The Wild Boys. New Moon on Monday. Girls on Film. Rio. Oh. Hungry Like the Wolf. Duran Duran. Yes. Okay, pass. <laughs> uh, Shebop. Girls just want to have fun. The Goonies are good enough for me. True Colors. It's not Bonnie Tyler. What is her name? Girls just want to have fun. Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper, right? Yes, thank you. Oh, it's Cindy Lauper. Oh, not Bonnie Tyler. She's Total Eclipse of the Heart. Never mind. Yes, she is Total Eclipse of the Heart. Okay, so yeah, we almost made it. We had to go back. We didn't quite get that one in. Anyway, (laughs) um, good job, though, overall. Well, yeah, it's, it's a lot of pressure when that clock's ticking, man. It's not easy to do, right? So, by the way, very, very clever of you to put their iconic songs at the back end. Well, like I, that well, was that was to, a boss move for I wanted, sure. I wanted to build it up, and I wanted to give the listeners something to listen to. So I'm going to make it interesting. Uh, okay, so like I said, uh, next week we're going to be back. I've been able to convince Yancey to watch the 1984 rockumentary Gen X classic. This is Spinal Tap. Hello, Cleveland. Hello, Cleveland. We're going to be back next week. We're going to talk all about that movie. Until then, this is Chris McBrien for Yancey Eaton saying thanks for listening to Pop Goes Your World, the pop culture podcast for the generations. Thank you for listening to the Pop Goes Your World podcast. Continue the conversation on Twitter at C. McBrien or at Yancey Eaton. Please consider leaving a review for the podcast on iTunes or wherever you download and listen to the show. 